welcome back to another episode of Couch Potato Sports Presents Crash the Net Podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Reed. I'm joined, as always, by Avs Insider, Kelsey Hammond. Kelsey, how are you doing tonight? Doing well, thanks. How are you? Uh, not too bad, you know, sitting at home, watching the snow come down, hoping I get a snow day at work, but that doesn't really happen in my industry. <laughs> I say, man, that must be nice to be an adult and get a snow day. Oh, no. Last time that's happened. No, I wish, but... You Better know, start I, doing... The snow dance. I know. I know. Start dancing. Get a couple That's feet out there. Let's go. That's right. I'm actually doing it right now, but that's You're beside the point. Hey, got to get that snow day somehow. I don't blame you. Yeah, and uh, speaking of snow days, I mean, how about them avalanche coming down and uh, raining on the Ducks in Chicago last two games? Yeah, I'm just happy to have hockey back, to be honest. You know, the last two, two and a half weeks have been brutal. I didn't know what to, didn't know what to do with myself. Just kidding. The holidays are enough to drive everybody crazy. Yeah, there was, there was a holiday sprinkled in between all that. I mean, it's been a while since we were able to get, get onto a podcast. So I wanted to apologize for everybody. You know, uh, life kind of got the best of both Kelsey and I between holidays. And then I ended up with the flu and um, had some scheduling conflicts and here we are now. Um, but, you know, we'll kind of touch on some of the games that uh, we missed since last episode and just kind of how well they were doing um, up until we had that little two and a half week break. Um, you know, through the month of December, the first uh, up until the 14th, they were nine, two and one since our last episode that we went. And uh, I mean, they were they were on a roll. Um Five-game win streak, technically continuing with the seven-game win streak now. Um, there's there's not much bad that you can say about it. Yeah, I mean, they were, they're absolutely on a roll. Um, I do think um, things could have escalated quickly had the Avs, you know, had to play with, you know, some minor league guys and the taxi squad guys. Um, so if you try to try to look at the positive, you know, throughout the break, it was that, Guys were able to get healthy, you know, guys were able to, you know, battle COVID and not have to feel the pressure to get back to the rink, you know, immediately. Um, so, yeah, it was it was rough to not watch any hockey, but glad everybody, you know, kind of came out of it safe and healthy and, you know, back at it for the second half of the season. Yeah, I mean, you look at the last two games and I think one of the biggest differences uh, with the squad right now is, you know, outside of Valeria Nachushkin, everybody's back. I mean, the, the two week, two and a half week break, um, you know, as fans that sucked, you know, there was, there was nothing to watch. Uh, you know, I, I found myself watching the NFL. I mean, ugh. whoa, I know, yeah. I know, it's rough. <laughs> but you know, it's just one of those, you know, you got to look at the, the positives of it and we now have essentially a full roster, um, going into a very tough tough schedule coming up with um all these postponed games and you know we already had a gauntlet of a schedule in the second half of the year yeah i mean i think the abs are looking at i think it's like we're probably at 53 games in 115 days or something like that um it was brutal there's almost 16 games um anywhere between 14 and 16 games uh, all the way on till uh april i believe so there's a, there's a lot of hockey to be played. There's a lot of, you know, back-to-backs every other night, um, travel. 
Uh, there's, there's, they're going to be a grind. They're going to have to grind it out. There's a lot of hockey left. Well, there definitely is. I mean, it, there's, <laughs> it, it's actually pretty intimidating when you look at it with how the abs been played by injuries over the past three seasons. Um, you know, we finally have a full team back on the ice right now and, uh, we have a long schedule ahead. You know, it, it's a weird point in the season because of um, some of the postponements and everything, because it feels like we have, you know, just a little bit of hockey left. But really, we have essentially a full two thirds of the season. And, you know, if the Avs keep playing, you know, like they did in Anaheim and like they did for a good half of the game with Chicago, then we have potential to really take this and uh, ride it possibly past the second round for once. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the key is going to continue to be to stay healthy. Um, I think obviously, as you've seen with, you know, the last couple of games and as we were even headed into the break with injuries, you know, this team is dominant when they're healthy, dominant, you know, when players are moving and grooving and kind of clicking on all cylinders. Um, and that's going to be important. Do I expect that to happen for the next 55 games? Absolutely not. Injuries are going to happen, um, you know, losing streaks, rough patches, absolutely. Um, but again, it just it's going to be key to getting into the playoffs. It's going to be healthy, um, you know, just having everybody there and everybody contributing. Yeah, and you know the the way that the guys have uh, come out after this break kind of gives me a lot of a lot of hope. Um, for what's to come. Um, you know, you would think uh, any team coming off of two and a half weeks off of full hockey, you know, there was a week sprinkled in there where they weren't even allowed it. Excuse me. They weren't even allowed at the facilities. And um, it's just, it's very, uh, very impressive, you know, to see a, a group of guys kind of come together and, go out in, in Anaheim, you know, you're, you're facing one of the best goaltenders in the league and John Gibson. And you got guys like Taves opening up the scoring for him after being down two to zero. Um, you know, Landy just sitting there in front of the net, like he always does and just cleaning up the trash and gets just a rebound goal. And then you got McKinnon and Logan O'Connor, arguably the two fastest guys on the team outside of new hook maybe and McCarr and well we had a lot of fast <laughs> some speed on that team it's okay <laughs> but that that pass from uh nate that shot from o'connor i mean it, it just it, it was a thing of beauty and then to top it all off you got Kadri who just continues to go i mean at the end of that night he was at 39 points um it's just it's great to see you know, and Gibson honestly is the only reason that that game wasn't a seven to seven to two game. Yeah, absolutely. I think the ads look a little rusty in that game, just kind of getting their legs and back to, you know, playing against an actual opponent, not just scrimmaging and playing against, you know, themselves. So I did feel like they were a little rusty kind of getting back into it. Um, but yeah, they Gibson's just incredible goalie. Um, definitely just was playing out of his mind. Um, but again, yeah, like I said, the Avs being, being able to come out on top of that, getting the W, is huge. Um, 
you know, something, again, you can just kind of build on. And I believe that's what they did when they went into Chicago. Yeah, I mean, they go into Chicago and just the luck of the abs, you know, they come out of a break and they're facing two of the best goaltenders in the league, arguably. Um, you got John Gibson and Mark Andre Fleury, the reigning Vesna winner. Um, Fleury stood on his head last night. I mean, there is that, that toe save on, uh, what was that, on Rantanen, where yeah. he just slides over and just catches it on the toe. Like, I mean, he's just otherworldly. Yeah, and I mean, same old flurry. Something still pretty, changed. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, you could you could change the team, but flurry's still flurry, and I hate playing him, but I respect the hell out of him. Yeah. But, true. you know, in Chicago, they had a hell of a first period. They looked great. You know, EJ just throws a bomb um, through traffic, and then you got Newhook that just dances in front of the net like nobody's there and goes backhand top shelf. It, it, it was just a great first period. And then the second period just, uh, they, they didn't show up. I mean, I don't know what it is with the, the tale of two teams that happens with the abs at times, but there was literally a different team on the ice in the second period. Yeah. And I think again, like it kind of relates to having to get back to used to playing, you know, the full 60 minutes, um, you know, first away game since, you know, the last two weeks. Um, but again, like when you're, when you're struggling like that, when you're, you know, still trying to get your feet under you still to come out with that W is just something like, those are what the good teams do. You know, you could be playing off your star, you know, last night was about the defenseman, um, not the star studded first line or Nathan McKinnon or Miko Rantanen. Like the story was Eric Johnson with two goals, you know, Kale McCarr with the goal of the year. Um, and I think when you're able to lean on different positions, lean on different aspects of your game, um, you're going to win a lot of games because you don't have to just depend on Nathan McKinnon every single night or that top line every single night to get you through the game or score the goals. Wait, it, it, that's exactly it. I mean, the I think one of the strongest points for the Avalanche this year and um, most points last year is their their defensive core. And, you know, this year it's, it's definitely, I feel like it's strengthened. Um, it's, it's something that I think the Avs pride themselves on. And, you know, when you have guys like EJ dropping two goals, um, you know, Taves with a goal against Anaheim, are arguably I think Taves is the most underrated defenseman in the league. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Him and McCarr are the best, best defensive line pairing in the NHL. Hands down. I mean, Hayes just makes zero mistakes with that puck. He is just, it's incredible how sound, how, you know, how well he just plays the game in the position. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Sackett got Taves for two second round picks is just credit to what Joe Sackett has been able to do for this team. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just unreal. Yeah, I mean, it was a steal of a deal. Um, you look at just, you know, what that what that leaves, you know, Bednar to be able to do with the, you know, bottom four, you know, pairings is something that's incredible. You're able to have the Johnson and Johnson line, you know, Gerard and Bo, um, Byram. Um, it just gives you that flexibility when you can have, you know, two players like that that are just, you know, stars. You know, Jack Johnson goes out last night and, you know, 
Kale McCarr and Devin Tays were almost up 30 minutes, you know, of ice time. And that's just something a lot of teams don't have the flexibility or the capability of doing. Yeah. And I mean, McCarr, I mean, we'll, we'll take a moment here and um, have a moment of silence for Kirby Doc. Because uh, I think he's still trying to find where his ankles are. Okay. Broken, broken. That is for sure. I mean, can can we talk about just that goal by McCarr and the fact of is there any other defenseman in that in the league that could do that? I mean, there's maybe three other players in the league that can pull off that kind of a sequence of um, you know just basically leisurely strolling in around the half boards and then stopping on a dime turning around and the the amount of hustle that he had when he turned and just charged the net i mean he went from right there to six feet away from him in a matter of seconds he made it look so effortless you know like that was just wild he looks like he wasn't even trying like that he just you know he does that kind of stuff in his sleep and it was yeah like i said i just think it was the goal of the year undressed Mark andre Fleury and top shelf. Just crazy. Crazy, crazy. I had two Bulldogs sleeping on my lap and they went flying as I saw that goal go in. Jumped up off the couch. Just could not believe it. Yeah, I mean, it, it happened and, you know, I'm out in the living room and Amber had just gotten home from work. So she's in the bathroom and the goal happens and I'm, you know, trying to quietly cheer because Jesse's asleep. So quietly thought I was, we know how that thought goes. I was being quiet. I thought I was. And Amber comes out. She goes, you know, you're so loud. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Sit down. Watch this replay. <laughs> exactly. I told her, watch, watch, watch. So I rewound and showed her. And my buddy calls me and is like, dude, I'm at work and I just happened to look up at the TV and saw that happen. That was the just nastiest goal of the year. It, it was just one of those goals where it, it's going to be talked about for the rest of the season. You know, it's going to be on every highlight reel top 10 of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how it's, yeah, just not top goal of the year. I mean, I don't know how you beat that, but great move by a defenseman, great move, you know, by somebody so young, so calm, poised i mean it was just it was a great goal and to get the w again you know another goal from the defenseman um that's that's how you win games that's what you need to win games it is it is and you know the as of they've really built themselves up to uh have that winning caliber i think right now and you know as long as these guys stay healthy and it's it's been great to see bo back on the ice um it's after what happened with him and, you know, missing time with his head injury, um, you know, you just, you just hope that he continues his good play and uh, becomes a staple on this team. Yeah, absolutely. Again, I just, when you look back on the break, you just think, you know, how helpful it was, you know, to somebody like him, to all the players with just kind of those nagging, lingering um, injuries. Um, And I hope, yeah, everything's behind him and he's, ready to go well and i mean 
so transitioning a little bit, um, the the players got this time to recover and to get back to themselves, uh, but at the cost essentially of the Olympics. Um, to me, not going to the Olympics is, uh, you know, as much as these players want to represent their country. I know Brad Marchand came out and uh, made a statement on his Instagram or, uh, and it's just one of those with the circumstances in the world right now and the, the restrictions, I I think it would have been a bad idea to start with, um, you know, sending some of the superstars of the NHL overseas to China. However, I think to take away the right or the uh, ability for a player to decide it's, it's just walking that fine line of uh, too controlling, you know, it's a tough situation, but I mean, that's, it's been a tough situation since 2020. So, I mean, um, I don't think anybody is surprised by anything anymore. I think everybody just tries to adapt with it, kind of air their frustrations and just kind of go on with it. Um, it's a it's a shitty situ- situation for everyone, um, and hopefully, you know, the next time it comes around, that the NHL is back out there. We still have women's ice hockey. Yeah, and honestly, like, um, fun to watch. You know, go watch the women's national team. Um, JT Confer's sister is uh, going to be on the team. She that was just announced. You got Kenneth Coyne Schofield is going to be on the team. Um, you got some great great women's hockey players that are going to be representing our country. So, you know, it's not like just because the NHL players aren't there, you shouldn't watch, um, you know, these, these people who are representing the United States have worked their entire lives to do this. So, um, you know, go watch even the men's national team, because these are guys that are trying to prove themselves now, you know, I mean, this may be some of the best Olympic hockey we've seen in years, because you have guys that are just out there putting everything on the line. Yeah, I mean, just give me give me all the hockey. I'll take it all. You know, women's, men, dogs on skates. I don't I don't care. I'll take it. <laughs> um, but it it'll be, you know, it just it just is what it is nowadays. Um, unfortunately, and everybody just kind of has to adapt. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's all about adapting and uh I think the NHL has done a pretty good job at adapting for the most part. Um, the whole Canadian team situation right now is uh, really interesting to, to see how it's going to pan out. Um, I know that Toronto and Edmonton played a game tonight and now Toronto's next three games have been postponed because of attendance policy or something like that. So it's just, it's a weird season. Um, I'm really curious to see if the NHL relocates. Uh, there's been talk of relocating the Canadian teams to um, U.S. so that they can continue the season without restriction. It, it, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to say. It's because then, you know, you're kicking guys out of their home again, essentially moving them to a bubble. Um, and I think just as morale and, you know, that kind of wears on the guys quickly. Um, but I also know, you know, not playing in front of fans. Um, so again, it's just one of those weird situations. You just take it day by day and 
you know, that's all you can really do. Every day seems to bring a new challenge, a new obstacle, and the team's just got to roll with it. Yeah, and it, they everybody's just got to kind of roll with the punches right now. And, um, you know, as we, as we look forward, um, the NHL players do still have things like the All-Star game to look forward to. I mean, as of right now, that is still um, on the NHL schedule. Uh, February 4th is the skills competition. The 5th is the actual game. And I want to kind of touch uh, on a couple things on the All-Star game. Like, uh, first off, as of right now, McKinnon is leading the Central Division in um, captain votes over Kirill Kaprizov. My only issue is McKinnon hasn't really... I mean, he's had a good season. He's got, he's got a ton of assists, but he's not McKinnon. So it's just like, does he deserve the captain position? Or does, uh, you know, a guy like Kaprizov or uh, even a Nazem Kadri or Kill McCarr? You know, Nathan McKinnon may not be putting the puck in the back of the net, but I still think, you know, one, you're still seeing the points, obviously, in the assist. And these aren't just like, you know, your normal just, you know, drop pass assist or anything like that. I mean, these are across the crease, you know, dropped perfectly on the tape. These are these are assists that, that matter, that, you know, is probably harder than the goal itself. Um, you know, so I think that's important. But I also think, like, what's important, too, is when you watch him play, I mean, he draws every single person's eyes out there. I mean, he will attract all five of those guys on the rink to him to open up, to allow, you know, somebody else to capitalize or get another scoring chance. And I think those are the things that you can't, you know, are never going to show up on the scoreboard. But every night in and out, you know, whether it's drawing the defenseman, whether it's getting the goalie, you know, to kind of commit early, because Nathan McKinnon, um, those are the things that matter. And, it, you know, last night it was a perfect example of that. You know, he didn't have his first shot on net till the third period. But when you watch that game, you're like, wait, what? Like, that, that's not, that can't be right. Like, he's been all over the place, you know, back checking, yeah. you know, yeah. getting, you know, hitting the back, you know, just making those scoring chances. Um, so, yeah, I do think he, you know, deserves it. I do think, you know, the skill set that he has, though he's not, you know, like I said, putting the puck in the back of the net, he's doing literally everything else. And the goals will come. They always do. He's way too talented, you know, for them not to. But again, Nathan McKinnon isn't producing and the abs are looking like this, you know, like it's, that's how deep, that's how balanced, you know, this team is. Um, and I think they're fine. You know, if he is kind of on a, you know, a scoring, you know, scoreless streak, you know, it is what it is, but they're still winning. And then guarantee you Nathan McKinnon is going to take that over his own personal stats. A hundred percent. I mean, uh, McKinnon has proven time and time again, he's not a, uh, me first kind of player. Um, you know, he's, he's a team guy and, uh, what he's done with for the team this year has been great. And, uh, the all-star game thing. I mean, I think he should be captain just because he's Nathan McKinnon. I mean, that's, that's just my opinion. Um, I just wanted to throw in the anecdotal, uh, do you think he deserved it? But on the same all-star topic, I mean, we have numerous players who should be in consideration for the all-star game, who should be in the all-star game, 
um, you know, Kadri, Taves, Makar, Rantman. Just yeah, just the entire team. No big deal. I, I was just gonna say, just to name a few. I mean, you could you could go down the list if you really want. Landeskog could honestly go. I mean, but what it comes down to is, do you think this is another year where the Avs have three representatives in the All Star game, or do you think a guy like Kadri or Taves gets snubbed? Because I don't see McCarr not being in there, and I don't see obviously Nate's gonna be in if he's the, the captain. Yeah, I mean, it I it would be hard to see the All Star teams without you know being flooded with Avs players, but I'm also slightly biased. Um, but yeah, everybody you just mentioned, you know, it'd be hard to hard to ignore, hard to not have them on the team. Um, but we've seen crazy things, so <laughs> you know, who who really knows? Okay, so let me ask you this: Let's say let's say it came down to you know, the Avs are going to have three representatives. You're going to have Nate, you're going to have McCarr. Wh- who would you th- prefer the Avs' third represent? Like, who who do you think deserves that third spot? Would it be Kadri, Taze, Rantanen, Landy? Good question. I think, again, somebody just who's right now kind of flying under the radar but yet still producing – playing smart, playing hard. To me, it just, it has to be Kadri. I know it, it doesn't kind of fit the narrative, you know, over Miko and Landy and Taze and stuff, but he's got 30 assists already this season. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, so I mean, like, those are just numbers, you know, especially for him that we just haven't seen from him before. And I think, you know, he should be rewarded for that. His point streak, um, you know, he casually just throws out a couple assists, you know, each game, no big deal. Um, but also, he's not taking penalties. He's playing smart. He's playing hard. Um, and those are – I just think it's incredible. I think it's a great turnaround, especially with how last season ended. It, absolutely. I mean, Kadri, what, what he has done this season, um, he's at, I think, 41 points. Absolutely. 41 points in – I mean, if, what is it? Thirty-one games. Uh, last twenty-nine was last night. Was it twenty-nine last night? Okay, okay. Either way, I mean, forty-one points for a guy that you know. He's an offensive player. Don't get me wrong, but he's not somebody you'd expect to be leading your team in points when you have guys like Rantanen, McKinnon, McCarr. Hell, Taves and Gerard could. I mean, you, you, those are guys that you would expect to see higher up on that list than Nazem Kadri. And what he's done this year, I mean, one hundred percent, that man deserves a spot on the All Star team, and that man deserves whatever contract is coming his way. Because honestly, it's not going, probably not going to be with the Avs. I don't think they can afford him. Yeah, they got to pay uh, Nate Dog here soon, so. It'll all just kind of depend on how that comes out, what that looks like. Yeah, I mean, this is, uh, you know, I know we said it last year, Kels, but it, it, this is feeling more and more like one of those, uh, this is our year, like our window is starting to close because we're going to be losing guys like Kadri, um, Burkowski, his contract expires at the end of this year. Um 
you know, it's, it's just scary when you look at the future of what the players are going to be on this team and what they are now. I mean, right now it, we look like a super, su- yeah. we look like a superstar team. Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, it'll, things are going to have to change for sure. I do think we say it every year, you know, it's do or die. And then somehow Sackick gets us right back into the, the thick of things. Um, but yeah, it definitely feels like this is this is the team's chance this year. So I mean, what what do you with with what you've seen from from this team thus far? I know we're only a third away into the season. I know we have a lot of hockey left to play. But I mean, if you were to if you were to go and write an article tomorrow for where the Avs are going to be in June. What do you say? I would be surprised if they don't get the president's trophy again, to be honest. I mean, this team, this team has it all. It, it, it is, it really is Stanley Cup or bust. It's not even, you know, president's trophy, Stanley Cup trophy. They have it all. I think they're better than Toronto. I think they're better than Tampa Bay. Um, it just, it all, it all comes down to playoffs and how they play and how healthy they are. Um, but obviously they have they have all that they need, you know, once they get the penalty kill fixed. Um, I don't see anything that, you know, oh, they need more depth at center or another, you know, minute eating defenseman. Um, they have it. They have it all. You didn't answer my question though. What's your prediction? Where do they win the cup? Based off of what I've seen in the last what, 29 games, I would say yes. Okay. I'm, I'm writing it down on <laughs> right. this date. On January 5th, 2022, Kelsey predicted the Avs win the Cup. I feel like I wouldn't. I'm not too far off with that or too too crazy with that prediction. I feel like you have a, you'd have a lot of people uh, joining me in that discussion or uh, prediction. Same and as I'm like one if of you them. said Kale McCarr wins them. the Norris or, <laughs> yeah. you know, pretty much makes sense. Yeah. I'm one of them. I mean, I'm right there with you. I mean, with the way that the Avs have played um, outside of, you know, the first, what, 15 games, they started out pretty rough. Uh, but really outside of that, they, they've come to their own. Um, Bednar is putting the guys to work. He's He's got a good system going. Um, you know, the players are just gelling on the ice. They're, they're producing well. You got every position, every line. Um, and, you know, thank you, Joe Sackick, for putting this team together. And what it comes down to is it's time. They need to kind of corral the guys. Let's take it. And, uh, you know, I think this is how we've ended every episode, but let's take it and win a goddamn cup. That's all we, you know, that's, that's all I asked for for Christmas, you know, was a Stanley Cup. I just got to, you know, throw that out there. But, yeah, I mean, they're, they're prime, they're poised, they're ready. Just got to get through these next 55 games and into the playoffs when the real hockey begins. Well, I think, uh, I think we've got a good chance. And uh, moving forward, I think if the team stays healthy, we're looking at a Stanley Cup winning team, President's Trophy winning team, and we're going to be singing our praises on the at the parade 
and uh, probably not remembering it. <laughs> well, I don't know about that part. I would like to remember it, but it'll definitely it'll be a good time. Um, we just we just got to get there now. That's right. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and uh, wrap this one up, Kels. Uh, anything else you wanted to touch on here? I got nothing. On to the next game tomorrow night. Saturday should be fun against the Maple Leafs, and then Monday against the the new Kraken. So. We'll talk to everybody Tuesday or Wednesday. That's right. All right, everybody. Well, I appreciate you guys all for listening. Again, we apologize for the extended break on the podcast, but uh, we'll be back to a more consistent basis here now. And uh, hope you guys all had a good holiday. And thank you for listening again to Cash Potato Sports Presents Crash Net Podcast. <laughs>